accusingly to hers. I do believe a new pen is a requirement. No, she laughed, but her face flamed anew at the mention of writing and of the precious silver pen that was so dear to her. I don't want another pen. I like the one I've got just fine. I'm very glad of that, Raisby murmured huskily and pressed her ink-stained fingers to the warmth of his lips. You know I'm happy, very happy. She paused before adding softly, and not because of the things you buy for me. It was the truth. He smiled a strange, almost poignant smile, stroked his fingers against her cheek, and stared into her eyes. And it did not matter that she had been his mistress for six months, sleeping with him nearly every one of those nights. When he looked at her with that look in his eyes, she felt that same flare of desire that had sparked between them the very first moment they met, in the green room of the Theatre Royal in Covent Garden. Indeed, familiarity had not diminished the passion or all that had grown alongside between them, only sharpened and heated it. Her stomach turned cartwheels, her skin tingled all over, and her thighs seemed to burn. He glanced away, over towards the window, a pensive, sombre expression upon his face. Alice. But whatever he meant to say was lost as she gently took hold of his face, turned it to hers, and kissed away the worry that she saw there. Raisby retaliated in kind, his mouth passionate and warm and irresistible as the night he had first kissed her in the moonlight outside the theatre stage door. Breaking the kiss, she watched him as she smiled, a mischievous smile this time, and let her hand stroke lightly over the hard bulge in his breeches. He swallowed and she felt the shiver that rippled through his body, felt the way it strained to meet her, and heard the slight catch of the breath in his throat. He caught her hand in his own, and moved it away from temptation, his eyes darkening to that familiar smoulder that made the fire of desire twist and curl and dance all the more low in her belly. Alice, you are a wicked woman. He breathed in a velvet voice that tickled against her ear and sent a shiver tingling across her skin. Very wicked indeed, Raisby. Her top teeth caught at her bottom lip. So wicked that you might need to put me across your knee and spank me. I would be remiss in my duty to you if I did not do so. She could hear the low stroke of desire beneath his words. And the one thing about you, Raisby, is that you're never remiss in your duty. Again, she thought she saw the shift of a shadow in his eyes, so she teased her skirts higher to flash him a glimpse of a stockinged ankle, wanting to make him forget whatever was troubling him. And it worked. Be careful, Miss Alice Sweetly, he cautioned. I prefer to be reckless, James Brundle, Marquis of Raisby. But isn't that the truth of why you like me? She arched an eyebrow and playfully unfastened the buttons at the top of her bodice, allowing the dress to gape 
and reveal the bulge of her breasts over the transparent linen of her shift. Raisby's eyes darkened. His focus narrowed and sharpened upon her. He swallowed, then wetted his lips. Alice, you are a temptation I cannot resist. I hope so. She laughed, and one by one she plucked the pins from her hair until the neatly coiled length of fair hair loosened and tumbled long and wanton over her shoulders. Raisby discarded the neatly fitted dark tailcoat on the sofa behind him. His fingers moved to the buttons of his pale waistcoat, unfastening it and shrugging it off. Around his neck, his white cravat was still neatly tied in a fashionable knot. She reached and tugged an end of it, pulling it free and draping it over the back of the sofa. Through the fine white lawn of his shirt, she could see a hint of his flesh.